uh, I really feel like we're getting somewhere though. The energy that we're creating in this room right now. Uh huh. I feel God in this chili <laughs> Welcome, everybody to the movie overload of podcasts this is the time that you come and sit down and tune in with your little radio dial to the thing to hear the, the to attune your ears to the things come out of our mouths right now i'm the we, radio static you that's are, my role uh, do that make the static while i'm doing it so so basically what we do is we talk about keep going keep going <laughs> We got we got to we we gather around and we talk about oh, the history of cinema, from a trip to the moon to to Parasite, um and everything in between that, um except that we only cover a hundred of them and also fuck Woody Allen. Yeah, heck that guy. Also, you successfully yeah. tuned to the channel, so there's no more static. Good job. Good job. I'm proud of you. It took friends. you a while to get there, but yeah. you did it. God, listen, the listener sucks at tuning their radio station. <laughs> My what name a is Turtwig. Yes. So Turtwig. Hi, Guys, Turtwig. It's probably fine. What's your name then, person who addressed me just now? <laughs> My name is sighing heavily into the microphone. Uh, and also Aiden. But mostly just the sighing heavily into the microphone. <laughs> this is going to get very complicated very fast. Okay, Hunter, it's you get to pick only two names. What? Two word names. I had like five in mind, but like, okay. Barrel um, Rider. <laughs> I, I saw this video of a guy I follow on YouTube who just posts like, I don't know, just dumb gameplay footage, but I, I find him very charming. And he had a, a video of like using a bow in a game and he was like, bow man or something <laughs> like, like he does in The Hobbit. And I was like, <laughs> Dutch and anyway, anyway, I'm Hunter. So that's Hunter. And what, who's that other one? Anna. Nice to meet you. Except Welcome. as everyone now calls me Anna Chase. Oh, yes. Anna Chase. Right. Hi, Anna Chase. You got to chase that chase all through the chase. It rhymes. <laughs> I'm so proud. As, as a few poetry aficionados like we are, college mm -hmm. educated poetry aficionados i can i we can both collectively say that was artistry. was the poem put gabby hannah to shame i was <laughs> literally I about to say that like dethrone the queen gabby <laughs> hannah get out of here Aiden yeah has just replace just it with the uh very tired white college student equivalent of one of those like product rappers who just raps Gucci with Gucci with Gucci with Gucci, or uh, mm, Kodak with Gucci Kodak, and Eminem song, or one of those oh, man, it's rappers who just says the name of their vodka brand like twelve times. It's like that's the song. You're gonna pay money for that, right? It's totally not an ad. No, I'm on Spotify. I don't pay you, ha, nerds. Okay, <laughs> I have a I have a Gabby Hanna poetry poem to read everybody before we really get into like the important okay. stuff because I think we need to get into the mindset of artistry and and Ooh, and just okay, kind of okay. just really 
I think. Wait, I need to. I need to center okay. myself. First. Yeah, it's Wait. worth centering yourself. Take a sip of tea. We're we're yeah. here to yeah. gather in the space and, and discuss art, and I think that we all need to just be open to the energies flowing through this room. Um, okay, if I had a dollar for every time someone saw me cry in public, I still couldn't buy happiness. It's like if a squirrel took Xanax. <laughs> That's what our energy is. Oh, that was so deep. We're everywhere. Doesn't it really make you think? At though? a zero. Yeah, I really feel like that's what I want to talk about at Poetry Club tonight is like how crying in public just happens so often. You and you couldn't even buy happiness, like because it's so hard to buy because you need so many dollars. Or 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 maybe we're thinking about this the wrong direction. Mm. You can't buy happiness. We all know that. Like the happiest people, like have no money, right? 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 Yeah. So therefore, Hannah Gabby has never cried, or Gabby Hannah. Has never cried in public. Grabby man. <laughs> Whoa. Why are we just roasting Whoa. this random person I've never heard of? Because she's what the worst. Well, and her poetry's bad. Grief. And she she's may, also I, bad. I don't know if she's... So a, is most people's poetry. It's most not that she has bad poetry. poetry bad. It's that she's also a bad person. She, she's kind of no. I don't think we're here to judge that. Like, I weirdly really famous, but bad at She's things. the person who did that monster thing. Yeah. Do you remember the... We're, what if I'm the monster? We're here because the hills are live with the sound of music. Yeah, or as it sounded to me, the hills are live with the sound of music. <laughs> yeah, because I watched it in two point seven speed. Because you don't appreciate art. Uh, quick question though, you seem like you, you seem very like movie? apathetic towards this movie. Sit every time it's come up. Uh, Why did you put it on the list? <laughs> well, because it had to be there according to did according to the metrics it, that I was using. It's important. Oh, it deserved its space there. And to be honest, I wanted to enjoy it and watch it and be happy. I just, I just weird, had a like twenty four hours. I ran into a time crunch. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and so I had three hours to watch it before we were recording, and I thought, uh-huh. "Fuck, I don't, I don't want to spend all three hours before we record the <laughs> podcast doing that." <laughs> but the movie's only two hours and fifty-five minutes, and five minutes of that is exactly true. Yeah. But when you put it at two point seven speed, you finish it in like an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Was so, awesome. I was there for the whole thing. It was great. And you get the chipmunk's rendition of the sound of music. It was pretty. I mean, well, it didn't. Knowing it, up, it really it just didn't like sped it. It, it just made it really fast. It worked fine. And, <laughs> and to be honest, I knew all the songs, so it was more to see the choreography and the way that things were shot and how noticing when they were filming on location <laughs> and how beautiful that was, and uh-huh. then also being like, man. Somehow Christopher Plummer got hotter when he got like really old. Mm. Like he got old, old in like Beginners and in like Knives Out. And he was like kind of hot as like an old, old, Wait. old man. But but then when you go back to what he looks like in Sound of Music, you're like, that's not, no. We're talking about the captain. Yeah, it's the same Thank guy. you. Yeah. I'm Googling it now to make sure yeah. that I'm... We like Christopher Plummer. In Christopher house. Plummer is like very good Plummer. because of Beginners, which I mean, is a I haven't movie. seen him in Beginners. I've seen him in Knives Out. He okay. So imagine him in a Oscar-winning performance 
in a Mike Mills movie because that's <gasps> wow. that's what that is. So it's perfect. Wow. And it hey, makes us cry though, every time. Point for the captain. Per our discussion last night about certain people that we find attractive, yes. Adam Driver, Colin Firth. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. They both have a certain demure uh what's the word I used last night? I can't remember. They have like nice like no lip smile like that video you sent me. <laughs> like the John Oliver bit that he did recently. Yeah. 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 And they're just like so demure and so gentle and so sweet. And the captain has that smile when he, he is happy. It's true. It's very true. I just couldn't buy how how quickly he seemed to fall in love with her. Like it seemed like it happened in like the span of like I don't know, 30 seconds and a lot of like very I, fast dialogue. Well, I, I mean, there are, there are certain reasons why that might be, but it's, uh, it's, it's also the fact that it's, I don't buy that arc in the movie. He was, really. he was mad at her and he was like, you'll pack up your things. And then he walks into the house and it's like, and then they're fine. It's the classic. No, he loved her from the start. Didn't you get that part? Yeah. He loved her from the first night. Oh. He yeah, fell he in love with in her he was like, when she uh, sat on the pine cone. As the silly pine cone. When she sat on the pine cone and she yes. was like, oh, I'm sorry. I have, what did she say? Rickets? No, <laughs> not rickets. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, something like that. Rheumatoid like, arthritis. Um, uh, I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Like, uh, hemorrhoids. I don't know. Hemorrhoid. No. <laughs> hemorrhoid cream. Oh, man. <laughs> now I'm thinking about Rocket Man. Remember when he thinks that he's going to eat, he's eating the asteroid uh, food out of the tube, but he accidentally <gasps> is eating hemorrhoid cream and it's like burning his mouth. He's like, you gave me hemorrhoid cream. I, I do not remember that. That's <laughs> I definitely have seen that movie, but. I, that no. happens in that movie, and that's uh, definitely related to this movie. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, good to know this movie, both <laughs> both on Disney Plus, I assume. Uh, <laughs> it is on Disney Plus yes. because Disney is annoying. I, my family has a very old copy. I watched the first mm. ver- the copy of the disc. That I watched the first time I saw this movie. Nice. Again, I have it on VHS, so oh, get off my horse. Nice, nice. Oof. Uh, support VHS Sorry. ownership. You were telling a beautiful story. You got <laughs> blown out of the water by VHS. No. I didn't. But I was still interested. Any beautiful yes. stories. No. Uh, the main thing here is that this is a movie adaptation mm. of a classic Romer, uh, Rogers and Hammerstein musical. The pair of musical writers that basically defined the American musical movement. Um, That they were the kings of golden age stage musicals in the I mean, they've written everything. But Sondheim is fun when Adam Driver sings it. Sondheim is the nerds musical writer, which is like more or less true. I'll take it. It, it, Well, it was like Rodgers and Hammerstein... And then, like, they still bleed through forever, and mm-hmm. then Sondheim comes in, and everyone's like, oh, wow. Like, so Sondheim, and then now we have, like, Dave Malloy and Lin-Manuel Miranda and all those boys. Sondheim and Lloyd Webber are basically, like, the new Hollywood movement yeah. of the musical theater scene. Yeah. Does that, that make sense? sense? Yeah. Like, As the certified theater nerd, I can confirm. That's that's the vibe. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not the biggest fan of Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals myself. Uh, and I'm not... I was So, I went into this movie expecting to be pretty exasperated because I was in a production of The Sound of Music in high school and most of the... Who were you? I was Rolf. Nice! Uh, yeah, it was, it was weird. Even when I was in middle school... I still couldn't convincingly play young. Like, I don't have that youthful spirit, and I never had. Yeah, uh, you used to wear, like, suits to HSE, didn't you? Like, you, you you were pretty dressed up, I remember. Yeah, I did that stuff. That's how I met the uh, the guy that we both wound up being in the band with, Vicente. Yeah. Uh, he was my dance instructor for that musical. He walked in like a freaking leprechaun in a green plaid suit and like a newsboy cap oh, and it's like hey i'm gonna teach you and this uh female actress who very much did not want to dance with me uh how to how to waltz and it was a time i guess it that really sounds like a time that guy is so interesting anyway he is bizarre great great uh, but I I think this is the first time I've gone into a musical after being a part of a production of it. Gone into the film version and haven't just been in pain through most of it. Whether or not it's like mm. triggering <laughs> painful memories uh, as, as most theater related things do. I'll just hear it and I'm like... Oh, that was that one time I said that really stupid thing. Spoken like Yikes. a true theater major. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I hate theater. I don't even know why I'm... I'm Wait, are you a theater major? I am a theater major. Yeah. No, it's weird, right? Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, but I was... I went into this, and it starts off with that... Those just glorious shots of the Swiss Alps. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be mm-hmm. mad at this movie because it's too beautiful. Like it you'd is be like, really pretty. Mm, I don't like that, and then you're like, but actually, I I feel like if I had to choose uh, films shot in the Alps, trying to make the Alps look really big and expansive, I I probably still go for that recent Malick movie. But like, <laughs> it's not fair because those are using like IMAX cameras, and it's Terrence Malick. Not quite as yeah. Powerful. It's it's a different vibe though. It's a completely different vibe. Yeah. Well, because this is like the Alps in the thirties with fancy clothes this, and champagne. It, it's True. a really interesting piece of filmmaking. That's what really caught me. It did stand out as that, even at the almost triple speed. <laughs> yeah. It it took its it took its lumbering time, and it was. I thought it was interesting. In interesting methodical way. I haven't seen this movie in like five years, mm. but I've seen it probably 30 times. Mm. Like, this movie is in my blood. Maybe not 30. <laughs> we watch it often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I noticed this time, the cinema, like, Alps aside, right? They kind of scored on location, but mm. there's some really interesting things that they did with lighting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all noticed, but there's sometimes where I was like, whoa. Yeah. That's so good. Like, or like the what scene that kind of lighting is called in the uh, yeah. uh, in the I must have done something good song. Mm-hmm. It ends with the best silhouette I think I've ever seen put on mm-hmm. film. It just has a perfect rim light, 
and yeah. the the center of each of the figures is perfectly black and i'm not mm. entirely sure how they got it yeah D- just like it it it's so so perfect as like what do you want a silhouette to look like and you got it there and it's just yeah. like the entire last verse of that song yeah well, and I was thinking about the the scene where the nun is singing that really obnoxious song that you always like go to get more popcorn during. Climb every mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I've always, I was always super bored by that song as a kid. Mm. I mean, it's like very operatic and I was like, this is lame, but also it's very dark. Like that scene mm. is dark. But now watching it, I was like, whoa, that's a really cool, like intentional decision where like the nun is in the shadow and there's the window and mm-hmm. then you look at like... Julie Andrews, <laughs> and she's like, my brain went. My brain went to say Frau Gesme, which is the name of my German teacher in high school. Interesting. <laughs> she's not in this movie. I, yeah, I would not think so. I sure hope not. That association's um, there. Anyway, but just like, wow, 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 wow. It was cool. I did like the way, and it was very, very brightly colored. I'm not sure if that was like some mm. kind of touch up on Disney Plus, but it was mm-hmm. like intense at all times no so the colors are really there i i'm working off of a dvd that was released in the 2000s i'm working off of vhs shiny yeah (laughs) it's like uh the colors are really well defined it has that look of the um uh pressburger and other director who did like the red shoes and black narcissus like that like high technicolor sort of mm. vibe. It's it's not quite as clean and defined as those movies, but it's up there. The the thing that's really interesting, at least to me, uh how this movie uses space. Mm. Because most of the movie takes place in just immense spaces, but it feels very intimate. You you mm. go into the abbey and that first uh like how do you solve a problem like Maria song? And it's this massive courtyard that's just a lot of movies. uh, When you are in a massive space, it can kind of like suck the energy out of the characters. It kind of overwhelms them and Mm. just like dwarfs them. But the way that it's staged and the way that specifically the staging and the blocking of the actors and the positioning of the camera brings it in to a very personal focus throughout mm. most of the scenes, except for selectively when Maria first enters the Von Trapp house, you have shots deliberately just drowning her in this, the mm-hmm. vastness of this space, overwhelming her. She was so confident. Uh, I've got confidence in me. And walks right in. And immediately it's just kind of overcome. And she she's still bright and positive. But like some of the most interesting low-key lighting, she goes into that ballroom that mm-hmm. that Captain's like, you're not allowed, to, you shouldn't be in here. But it's it has a, a very distinctive lighting look. It almost looked like, uh, uh, like a Victor Uris movie. I... He's made like three movies, and I don't think any of you have seen him. But it, <laughs> I it's like this. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a really like more dark, meditative sort of look, mm. and is really interesting there. But it's 
it's it's all of that. It, it's really interesting how all of that worked. And the thing that you really need to get right in musicals is the staging and the blocking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of all of the scenes because there are a, a fair number of musical movies and there are a small number of musical movies that are actually really good that everyone tends to like. I would say My Fair Lady is up there. This is totally a tangent. Not a but. tangent. My Fair Lady is actually tied very closely to The Sound of Music because It's true. Julie Andrews originated the role of my of the main um, main gal in My Fair Lady. What's her name? Okay. Yeah, I'm forgetting too. Uh Yikes. on Broadway and then they uh kicked her off for the film adaptation because they wanted a, a bigger star, Audrey Hepburn, but well, they have, kind of like, worked together because she oh, went to go hey. to Mary Poppins. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I believe you were meaning her name is. <laughs> Are you guys vomiting that's, on Audrey that's Hepburn's no, that's, name? That's her name. That's before their time. That I was before it. your guys' yeah. time on the podcast. <laughs> but we we covered a movie with Audrey Hepburn, and we realized that the correct way to pronounce her name is. <laughs> so. Why are you dissing Audrey Hepburn? We're not. I was, I'm to about to back. throw it's, it's okay. some Sorry, hands. It's just a podcast. <laughs> Dumb podcast. No, joke. like, okay, like, Dang. Hannah's, like, what favorite movie? person on the planet uh, is Audrey Hepburn. What movie this is where it originated. I forgot the name. What? what? I already forgot the name of what movie. Roman Holiday. Yeah. yeah. Roman Roman Holiday. Other movie uh, you've seen with go Audrey Hepburn. Go listen to the Roman, Roman Holiday episode <laughs> because it's important. It matters. And it's, it's sorry, actually kind of sorry. the funniest oh thing. I derailed the conversation. I'm sorry. No, well, so My Fair Lady actually came out after the the Sound of Music, but these those two movies back to back, along with Mary Poppins around the same time, mm. really was the like second wind of the Hollywood movie musical before it died. Shitty Shitty Bang Bang, and also Doctor Doolittle, if I may mm. add. Oh yeah, no, uh, Doctor Doolittle. Uh, really bummed. That was the first musical I saw, by the way. My dad got that for us on Netflix for some reason when they still had the discs. I owned that on VHS and and one time I loaned it to my friend and she lost it and it was the biggest drama of the entire summer. Wow. Yeah. I got it back. Dr. Doolittle. That's... You gotta love that two-headed llama. Dude, the push me pull you? I Uh love that guy. (laughs) Also, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Weird we movie. can't forget that one. I, I, I like uh, Singer in the Rain when they do the singing. Yeah, well, that's that's <laughs> a different era. And I yeah. mean, uh, musicals after this point only really succeed in like, well, Fiddler on the Roof kind of hit big, but that is kind of the outlier where you just have really dark, depressing ones. I'm sorry. What? Good grief. Don't do visual gags on a podcast. <laughs> we didn't. How, how often do we need to... <laughs> We're trying to... <laughs> what? Uh, but Anna's dying and it's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's fun. And I'm muted. I was muted that whole time. I'm sorry. Oh, were I you took talking? a sip of tea and... uh. And then I started laughing, and I couldn't swallow it, and so I, I had to spit it out into my cup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> delicious. Happens sometimes. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm really sorry. This, we're really getting somewhere, you know. <laughs> we're getting so many places. Singing in the rain is good. Singing. Something Tell me about, about 
the darkness. Uh, the My Fair Lady starring. Uh, um, the hills are alive with sun <laughs> in the rain. Okay, so I know that it isn't this type of podcast, but like uh, a hunter, yeah, bring out the gray and alcohol. We we need to like. Uh, yeah, this we need is, our stick insects just a somewhere. bit, a bit, yeah. uh, either a bit more <laughs> uh, conscious or a bit less conscious. But we're currently in a gray middle we're ground. In, that's just, gray middle that's just like for context, it's dead week for most of us college students in it's this a, it's podcast. Not a great time, and it's also just not a great time. It's not a good time to exist. You have you have my sympathies? Me a year ago feels you. Do you have other class? I like. I only ever talked to you working on your final project. Yeah, that was the main one that was stressing me out. The other stuff kind of stressed me out, but not nearly as much. But it was cool. You were doing like crazy yeah. stuff. It was fun. He like made a Wait, whole. Wait, what was game. your degree? It was. Uh, it's it's called technology arts and media. It's like digital design, Ooh. media studies kind of yeah. stuff. Fancy. Sounds really good. Just wait for him to undersell it to you for like a solid exactly. year. Yeah, I, it's been a year since I graduated and I haven't really done anything with my life. So it's been pretty cool. You have worked on this podcast. I which have done this technically podcast. Technically is an application of your degree. Kind of. It is. I guess. And I something know. you could put on a resume. Just I, don't say the podcast. Just say you have podcasting experience. I I mean, if I ever make myself like a nice personal website, I'll probably put it on there somewhere. This podcast, like, I did it. Yeah, look, just as like a thing that I have done and worked on. Just don't put this specific episode I on. Just, I just don't think you want somebody to be like, oh, oh, and they did a Sound of Music episode. I love that movie. What did they call Audrey Tur- Hepburn? Did turns, they call her? <laughs> turns out they're like the biggest Woody Allen stan of all time. Oh shit, that happens. Uh, oh yeah. I no. saw somebody. I saw somebody online shit on people who don't like Woody Allen. As being like weird dipshits, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm, s- I'm sorry, but like mm-hmm. also, f- f- yuck. <laughs> so actually, yeah. So actually, that's my case. And and I've been told that I I've been told simultaneously that I have very bad critical thinking, and that I have very good critical thinking. <laughs> So you're welcome to pick whichever if you agree with me or disagree with me. <laughs> I have credibility in either direction. You have very critical thinking. Exactly. I've into this voice and we have to cut this section out of the podcast now. Just that's cut what the whole you, section. That's what you think. I gotta bloody cut this section out of the podcast. Put it in this, and double you it. Don't listen this to me. <laughs> don't get in the kiln. Ooh, Anna's, what, what's your favorite don't song? Don't get in the kiln. What's your favorite? Whoa. What's your fa- favorite sound of music song? Go. Oh, 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 oh. What? Um, I don't know. I. On, okay, so there's like different key points of my childhood that are each song. Uh-huh. Like I used to have this adorable like little like German dress that my mom got for me oh. in Germany, so I'd always like wear that and then think about the goat herd song. Yeah. I was uh-huh. like, dang, like the I wish I had those puppets. Life but then ruining also, puppet like, show ever put on film. <laughs> Honestly. Dude. Every time I went to a puppet show as a child, I'm like, the fuck is this shit? What? Where are the goats and the people drinking beer with mouths that like inflate? What? It's, it's simultaneously both very impressive and also very scary. Like yeah. they're very but scary looking impressive. things, but it's it's mostly very cool. Yeah. I don't know. But then also like 16 going on 17 just cuz like you got to sing it every time you're in a gazebo mm-hmm. and there's benches. That just happens. I feel like you 
do the entire routine. Like you must like do the spinning around and like get, mm, jumping up much. on each bench and yeah, yeah, yeah. Except usually I'm Rolf. So no. or last time I did it with Alyssa, I was Rolf. You and you are probably a better Rolf than the dude who is in this. I have. He's the only performance I am legitimately a bit like. He just has well, literally nothing to him. I, I, I mean, like, like how hard is it to be the 17 going on 18 year old Nazi youth kid? It's, yeah. it's not. Well, it's it's in theory like an interesting sort of fun character, but like. I don't think you're supposed to want to punch him in the face <laughs> during the 16 going on 17 number. Like, wow, you're, uh, this is definitely isn't going to work out. Definitely well, not. Well, we all know that. You watch it and you're like, I hope this doesn't work out. Yeah. I, I, I just didn't like but it. But also, it was just weird that she's apparently 16 and she needs to like apparently listen to more responsible people like somebody who's like six months it's older and a male in cheek. but all, that's no, the joke and but also no, who the has uncomfortable joined the hitler bit youth is the fact that she's like aggressively not 16 yeah granted yes that True. actress most definitely was she, not 16. she had to have been older than like 20 Rolf. She, i think we did the math she was like 23 or 24 yeah yeah that checks out which is like eight years older than any which makes a difference anyway it but she had to have been older than he yeah. was and but so it just beautiful. it didn't she's so beautiful and she and gave a really eyes? good performance it's just weird because they couldn't find a way to like sell the fact that she was 16 yeah. and that's not a big deal obviously no they also if my children she said she's 16 the von trapp children <laughs> i'm not having kids like give me a Gretel, please. That's fair. Oh, Gretel's so, so fair. cute. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm gonna put my foot down after watching this movie. I'm not having kids because so. they'll never be as cute as Gretel. <gasps> I, I'm not gonna reveal my reasons. I'm not okay. having kids because of this valid. movie. It's valid. <laughs> we'll draw a line in the sand in this podcast. Sure. Like today was the day. This is the day that I really decided I'm not having kids. I'm sorry. And if you want to know the reason, just watch Sound of Music. Okay, but also like why was it that like the other lady seemed like mostly okay? She just wasn't very good with children and that's like damning. I know like, that wasn't okay. it. That wasn't That wasn't it. That wasn't the damning. The the thing that wasn't okay is that neither of them were really all that into the relationship. They didn't have feelings for each other and they were just doing mm. it because Max wanted them to hook up. He he basically was playing matchmaker yeah. because they were like. I just feel like she's nice. Yeah, I feel like just because she, she doesn't wasn't good with kids. I felt like she was into him at least a little. She like, seemed like she kind of liked him, but like he wasn't into her. But also, and there I were think she had like, a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that she has, like, I think it's an interesting dynamic, but I also don't feel like she gets a lot of sympathy on screen. She mm. doesn't. But I feel sympathy for her. Mm-hmm. But there's. It's an interesting character because she does spend a substantial amount of her screen time just kind of trying to, like, match up Maria and the captain. Yeah. No, she gaslights Maria until she leaves so that she can score the captain. I I don't think that that's... That's definitely not how I read that scene. <laughs> she I comes think, downstairs and she's like, Max, give me some champagne because I just scored the man. I, 
distinctly don't remember that scene, but that's. I think that you're like, I think you're making it out (laughs) to. I think you're you're taking my favorite character here, and you're like putting a lot on her that like I don't think that she was meaning, and I and I feel like. (laughs) Do I I need to make an official apology? Maybe you need to like evaluate your own like prejudices. An essay statement defense of why. Do she's I, the do real I need hero. to leave One, the podcast? She's really cool. No. And, and she two, does have great outfits. She has great outfits. And three, when she was trying to play with the kids and she was like very honestly trying to play with the kids but was just like, I don't know how to do this. Uh-huh. I felt that. Yeah. And, yeah. And and then for another bit, I think when she's at the end, she's like, nah, I'm gonna go. I th- I feel like that was a good bit and uh-huh. I feel like yeah, she good she's bit. good and I like her. Yeah. And I and so I feel like it's weird that the I feel like in a musical like like a musical musical she would have some like later role that would be all kind of happy and, and fun. You You know what I mean? What musical like are you thinking? Like she'd be double cast. Because this is a musical musical like I think musical. she would do something else. Like she would what? she would uh, continue to exist on screen. Okay, no. She would find another person or sh- or she would no. something no so i no. wanted like something good to happen like objectively for she her. marries max let's here's the happens. thing that sucks here's the thing <laughs> no with oh this musical in particular <laughs> the, there's no room for her to do that because essentially the main the this, movie's this three movie, hours long this musical has there's a, a lot two of hours and a lot 50 of minutes no so <laughs> she leaves um right afterwards the captain and Maria have their, uh, I should have done something, I must have done something good number. Then they get married, and that's like kind of the end of the musical. Then it makes a hard right turn into uh, suddenly a, a different tangentially related movie about it's like we escaping have to finish the Von Trapp story. Nazi right. Austria. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the thing is, it's just... For a movie that very obviously is stealing so much from Enchanted, they didn't steal the bit <laughs> where the uh, other lady ends up finding a, a nice man that works what? for her. Oh, true. That's not drawn from musicals. That's drawn from like Disney movies and fairy tales. Yeah, Maria didn't have saying. a fake out love interest. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking she, about. That's true. Who would have, have replaced had a fake her? Out love interest. Except, well, no, but we the were nunnery. also we she were should, also theorizing. Oh, that's the nunnery is the fake out love uh-huh. interest, and what should have happened is she should have gone to the nunnery afterwards and like. Because Baron Schrader is always love like, "You'll make a God. great nun." Love interest is God. <laughs> She's like, I think okay, I want to okay. just she, exclusively her, fuck God <laughs> for the rest of my life, and the the mother <laughs> superior is like, "Nah, nah, it's okay. Maybe God wants you to get with." With uh, Whistle Man. Yeah. Whistle Boy. Whistle Man? Whistle Man. Captain like, Von Trapp, the okay. guy who just oh. whistles. Are Georg? we going to really Georg. look yes, over the Georg. fact? I forgot about that. Whistle Georg. Boy, you know? It's all in, it's if, in the text. If I married right? him, I would only ever call him Captain. I would never call him Georg. Look, Georg. see, our theories yeah, see, are right. that's the thing. I'm right. We, we needed an alternate version of the story where Maria and the, the, the Baroness... <laughs> Are the actual couple of them? It would have been really good, <laughs> and then and then Christopher Plummer could play another amazing gay man. Yes, with can, Max. Maybe he can with be Max. with Max. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what we were the, thinking when we were watching. That's it. the alternate ending. That. But also, know. are we going to Isn't overlook Max the fact that she blatantly? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I, I, <laughs> they, the children call him <laughs> Uncle Max. Oh shoot! It's which a, might just be like a, a familiar. Okay. 
Lots of you don't have to really I overthink everything. It's just amazing. Lesbian ships work. <laughs> just got to throw that incest God. in there. That's the only way to make the <laughs> ship work. It's the only way to make the ship work. I didn't know. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, but we are going to look over the fact that, like, it's she's blatantly Julie Andrews is blatantly ripping off Amy Adams and Enchanted by making outfits out of curtains, right? Like, we're I know, just completely it's ignoring that. Someone true. should apologize. I honestly feel like Amy Adams deserves like a just like just a free Oscar, just like as compensation or, or a free dress. So much. I mean, maybe she or, deserves that yeah. anyway. This is my she least does anyway. She deserved it for Arrival. And for honestly, like best supporting actress in her, because that that I love Amy Adams. She's really good. When in Catch Me If You Can, um, I always just cry when she's Deborah, and I'm like, "You're too pure, and I love you so much." You you made me think about Baby Driver because you said Deborah, and I thought about. I'm pretty sure that's her name. You know that song by Trex? Deborah? Nope. <laughs> oh, man. I was really now hoping. I watch Baby Driver oh, again. Yeah, it's a good, good movie. You mean, you mean T-Rex? Okay, it's fine. Trex. There's so much that you have to cut out of this podcast, Hunter. Uh-huh. <laughs> cut out all of it. Uh, Yeah, no, he has to keep it all in because you mind we're starving for content. <laughs> we're starving for content. Yeah, you should we're leave it. starving the- for yeah. content. We're actually, I'm going to do the opposite of that and we're going to get a uh, movie overload, Turtwig edition. And it's nice. only the things that you say. <laughs> <laughs> we cut out all I'm of gonna, us. I'm, I'm going to basically improvise a stand-up routine every, every week from now on. Yeah. That's good. Go. That's going to be our Patreon content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the shout Patreon out, content we Shout out to High Silas. Go on to High Silas, <laughs> I, the YouTube channel. See uh, <laughs> our, our most beloved friend. Yes. Thank you. Patreon.com slash us. Thank you for giving us each, like 30 cents. I'm not going to tell anyone about this podcast ever again. I never, no. I can't. I thought about no. it. I've mentioned to people <laughs> like at college, at, the, at uni, that I, uh-huh. um, that I happen to do a movie pod- podcast mm-hmm. t- talking about podcast. Uh, <laughs> the, the classical films. Yeah. Talking and, about the classical and, films. And they're always like, that sounds fantastic. And, and I, and I agree. Uh, and then I don't tell them more information about it because yeah. I don't I want them, them to hear sp- me swear over the top of like very interesting <laughs> philosophical conversations around like <laughs> theology. You know what I mean? Like it's just it. We, we we're talking about very important things. We're talking about Bergman and and I'm over here being like, but but fuck. Uh, but no, my least favorite part of the Sound of Music is the part where after they get married, uh, suddenly. Maria's story ends and it suddenly just becomes about the captain. Mm. And, and she's she like, I belong to him now. Movie. And yeah. I'm like, movie. Julie. It feels like they only half care. I think the movie, so. I think the movie's really made and I don't know if the play is like as solid as the filmmaking. Maybe. That's why you can never do this show again. I think that this movie actually killed the future theatrical productions of this. The only theatrical production of of the sound of music that I've ever wanted to see is the weird one that they tried to do a revival of where everything was like black and gold and looked like a Gucci handbag. 
and it was just so <laughs> out there. Uh, and, and I'm not talking about an actress. And I, I gross want, looking. I want Terrence Malick to direct a musical. Well, and the so the carry. It would be terrible. Admit it. <laughs> That's why I want to see it, and I want him to do specifically this movie. So I need but- to leave this meeting now. <sighs> oh, bye, Frick. I know. I know you do hate the Carrie Underwood live version of it too, because everyone does. Ooh, it does I don't not know sound like it would be good. That. I remember that. I didn't watch it. I remember seeing it. Yeah, like, I didn't watch about it either. It. I just know that it's terrible. Well, like the live performances of, of the. It was really weird when they were doing those. Wasn't there like a Peter Pan one or something? Yep, with Christopher Walken as Captain Hook. What? Okay, okay that's that's good, actually. No, 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 don't. <laughs> he is fully asleep during the entirety of that <laughs> oh, play. Of course Sad. Yeah. Oh, never mind. My favorite thing ever is like legends just absolutely phoning in performances and people celebrating them like they're good anyway. It's so good. Uh-huh. Like anything Harrison Ford has done in however many years and everybody's mm. like, oh my gosh. Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, that. So oh, I realized. Uh, hi, Anna. That, oh, bye, Anna. I'm well, so were sorry. Were oh, you saying uh, you didn't actually have to go? You were joking. Like, no, I have like minutes, 20 minutes. Right? Okay. You have 20 minutes? Neat. She lied I don't know what time is. I realized that we were going to watch all our Harrison Ford movies in a row. <laughs> oh, both really? Star Wars and Blade Runner are all right next to each other. Oh, oh, list, so we're just going to get like, three Harrison, in a row. That makes probably That makes Harrison Ford probably the number one boy on the pod. Maybe. Oh my yeah, gosh, he is the paw daddy. He replaced. <laughs> you finally, that, uh, you finally said it. I, 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 that reminds I me. I said it. I saw before when I nominated s- paw daddy. <laughs> oh, I saw something on but Twitter. Yeah, I felt more feelingly. I, it, I saw something on Twitter a little bit ago <laughs> that said that something happened with Citizen Kane on Rotten Tomatoes, so it doesn't have a perfect score anymore, and that that means Paddington Two is now the highest yeah. rated movie on Rotten really? Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. And I'm gonna say good, actually. I have wow. kind of a, a small grudge against Paddington. Never seen the movie, but every time I try and tell my friends that I want to watch Patterson, they're like, "I uh, love that movie." And I'm like, "You do?" I mean, they're both like, yeah, the one great. with the man. I'm like, equally no, the sweet one with and the both bus driver have that will equal make you claim. Cry. They both have yeah. equal claim to best movie they're of all really, time. Like, okay, I, good I, to I know. say that they're honestly. really sweet. I do love them. Both. As with Jarm- Jarmusch as my favorite director, I, I can say that Paddington <laughs> Two is about as good as Patterson. Wow. Yeah, watch Paddington. Okay. Paddington Two is ridiculous, right. but That's also funny. the reason why Paddington Two is as good as it is is because it takes a heck of a lot from Charlie Chaplin, and we will get there. I'm really excited yeah. to watch it after like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yeah, like what's well, well, is while. that happening when I'm gonna I mean, be gone? So Paddington uh, Two is like late actually, it's like the very end. It's like one of the last. It's few. one of the last movies we covered. I know. I think we you can watch it before then, though. That's okay. You can't. <laughs> I am totally part of that group on Twitter of just trying to get people to watch Paddington. That's that's <laughs> half of the existence on Twitter. So don't follow anyway, me on sorry, Twitter. I, I derailed the conversation again because it was slightly citizen. This conversation doesn't have I rails. Know. It doesn't have rails. It doesn't, this it's is like we're flying cars a like in ball <laughs> machine. But Citizen Kane is the best movie ever made. Uh, Paddington Two is the best uh. movie ever made. And Patterson one. is the best movie ever made, and also The Wind yeah. Rises. Ooh. Mm. So, but what about Twentieth Century Women? Twentieth Century Women is not the best movie ever made. It's just absolutely delightful and amazing, and breaks my soul and changes my life. Yeah. And Why do we need life. a best movie ever made? We do. Why can't we just accept the fact no. that there is no singular cinema? 
there are a, I a listed plurality four of movies that are the best movie ever <laughs> and, made. Isn't that I think like that's the whole plurality. point of this podcast? I think is like other countries are allowed to make movies too. Exactly, mm-hmm. and that and I feel like I mentioned several countries in that. I mentioned Citizen Kane England, is the best Citizen Kane ever made. I don't America think extend it beyond that. I, America <laughs> again. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait. Um, I, I'm gonna also throw in Tokyo Story as the best movie ever made. So that way, see, that's the problem though. Whenever you sell any movie as the best movie ever Parasite made, Parasite is the people, best movie. People will go into that movie and not enjoy it as much as they would. It's have always that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. yeah, every time except for when I went into Citizen Kane and then I came out being like, wow. But maybe that's because everybody was like, actually, Citizen Kane's the best movie ever made. And that's why it's shit. And maybe that's why I liked it. I, this, is kind of, this is kind of reminding me of a dumb Twitter conversation I saw the other day where Twitter. someone was like, our movie. And then some other like stuck up asshole film bro was like, uh, you gave the spongebob movie five stars so like maybe your opinions aren't as good as you think they are and he was like god bro it's it's just a movie (laughs) but he was very much one of these guys that's like our objective film criticism and the dude was just objective original poster was just like fuck i just like the movie (laughs) it was great because then the comments were like filled with people who were defending the spongebob movie and i was like yes you're right I also gave it five stars (laughs) because I like it. (laughs) And, you know, that's why I can give the K-Own movie five stars and say that that's the best movie ever made. (laughs) Because the more times they say something's the best movie ever made, the less value that has. Yeah. Yeah. Which means that you, like, take away the value from movies that are worth being the best movie ever made, like Mm. Patterson. And it just, like, makes the whole label irrelevant. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I, oh. It makes it makes right. it irrelevant, but it doesn't decrease it makes it, the value of It makes movies Patterson. more meaningful, yeah. Well, and, and it's a very different... So, like, it movies like personal. Patterson or, like, Cleo from 5 to 7 are poetic films. Mm. Yeah. Like, they're films as poetry, whereas, like, Citizen Kane is uh, a it, film, film as, as a, like, film. classic novel. Yeah, it's like a... It's not even almost. It's kind of noir. It's kind of not, and it's. This is like Moby Dick. No, it's no, not so slow and it's not boring. It, it's not that sort of. It's like twentieth century novels, like the ones where you're like, yeah, no, those are boring, right? And then you're like, wait, most writers in the twentieth century were on a lot of drugs. Mm-hmm. They made. You can read like Kurt Vonnegut and James Joyce and Ernest Hemingway back-to-back and be like, I don't know what literature is anymore. Uh, I Apparently being locked in space jail with Marilyn Monroe by toilet plunger aliens is on the same level as a man sitting in the ocean trying to catch a fish. This is, yeah. this is art? Okay. That's the fun thing, is it, I feel like that movie, if you give it the, you know, the chance that it deserves and aren't thinking about best movie ever as in what do i think movies are and just like what is this that that, what does this thing have to offer it just makes you question like what film can be because it still stands out from what a lot of things are even though a lot of things are influenced by it it still is just a different thing Mm. and it's whack Mm. and mank couldn't match like it make mank 
was specifically trying to do the Citizen Kane look and it couldn't, it didn't get close. And I'm not just saying that as somebody who likes Citizen Kane, it just like, it got some of the colors right. And it, you got some, some things here and there and some fun details and the set design was right and cool, but they couldn't match. They just like random, like unbridled, just wild creativity in every little inch of screen. You know what I mean? Like it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just something different and it's electric and it's good. And that's my thought. Uh, on a side note, I've been watching Obayashi movies recently. Oh, I've um, really watched those. Uh, yeah, I, I legitimately think you might hate them, but they're oh, really I bet. cool. I, yeah, I do not <laughs> expect for it to be my thing. Oh, um, they are like, oh my goodness, so gonzo and meta. It's uh, gonna be weird. Yeah, you don't have Hausu on this list for some reason. I didn't because I couldn't. <sighs> Because I, I didn't because I put this movie on the list. How about that? Now you guys have to deal with that one. Yeah. Wait, Hausu, I think that was a movie that Tim watched with the movie club Probably. that I like kind of wasn't invited to because everyone knew I would hate it. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a very specific movie. So it's... Uh, Is it kind of like a racer head in that it like makes you want to die? No. Uh, no, no. So it's... It's it has the energy and kind of like vibe of a like psychedelic cartoon in live action. It just absolute insanity and also a metaphor for mm-hmm. the horrors of nuclear holocaust. Yeah, this is uh, the this was the movie night that I wasn't invited to. Yeah. I that's I one. honestly wouldn't rule it out. Um you just need to get yourself in like the right headspace for it. It has like it's it's uh violent but is cartoonier than evil dead 2 it has like no blood bold of you to assume i've seen evil dead 2 you will You're, get there you will on see the list. evil dead 2 i don't know why uh, it's on the list i don't don't talk to why are we watching list. evil dead 2 don't if we're not even watching evil dead 1 because well, okay there's, okay, a there's good reason that very is a good different point. movies i made a very there's a good <laughs> okay. reason to use two that i've we, been talked down off my ledge apparently what i understand is that question. the beginning of evil dead 2 is a remake of evil dead 1 yes. and yeah. then it goes into different things i've seen evil dead 1 and i don't think it's worth putting on the list but Evil Dead 2 gets a lot of it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is our representation of independent horror yeah. uh, filmmaking. Uh, it's it's in the same vein as Evil Dead, although Evil Dead was more of the video nasties that came after. Mm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like first wave. Anyway, uh, Hausu has a ha- has nonsense, just a bunch of nonsense. Honestly, you might dig it. It's one of those movies. It's impossible to to actually be able to guess how someone's going to react to it. Could be. I don't like it nearly as much as almost anyone I know, but I really respect it. Anyhow. uh, What are we talking about? You wait, little girl, on an empty stage for fate to turn the light on. (laughs) Your life, little girl, is an empty page that men will try. To write on. To write on. Okay, I felt like there was a bit where somebody was supposed to come in and I was like, you're looking at me like I'm going to do it and I don't know it. 
I came in at the right spot. Your rhythm would be entirely off if you did. Thanks. I'm almost trolley. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's why I was making that joke. Basically, I think the conclusion of this is um, that we we had we probably thought things about this it's hard to think things about a movie that you've watched a pajillion times since you were two (laughs) basically the point of this is that we needed like we needed an off week i think (laughs) it's dead week we're not real i have a mental health break (laughs) mental health is is important this is our (laughs) This is our mental health awareness podcast. <laughs> Guys, get yourself on either anti-anxiety medications or just find yourself a real good counselor that's somehow covered by insurance because oh, apparently please. that's possible for some people God. to find. That's crazy. I don't know what insurance would be like if it actually you know, ever applied to anything oh. that you need in your life. I, I've never experienced that. I was trying to explain to a girl in my class why it's actually hard to get counseling because of insurance. And she mm. was like, what? It's like, what are you even talking about? This is about? in my counseling theories class. Huh. She didn't. Hmm. What? Yeah. I also was trying to explain to her last night, like what emotional abuse was f- for marriage counseling. And she was like, wow. I was like, is she like, this is the first time counselor? you've heard about emotional abuse. Ooh. And she's gonna okay. She's so, not. She's not a psych major. Oh, okay. She's that's like an exercise I, my, science okay. major. So. Okay, that that's fine then. Because I was yeah. like, there are two kinds of psych majors. There's the the kind that are like, I'm gonna fix myself. Yeah. And then yeah. there's the kind that's like, I actually kind of give a shit and maybe have skills at this shit. Maybe. Maybe so. And and I I've now ran into several examples of both in my life. Can I please be the the ladder? Uh, you're whatever the good one is. I can't remember <laughs> yeah, the ladder. The in which I spoke. <laughs> I'm too tired. For that. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna make We're it. We're gonna be all right. It's gonna be okay. It's ba-da, gonna be all right. What is that from? It's from The Sound of Music. No. <laughs> oh. It's definitely uh, not. Okay. It's like from some weird thing I watched as a kid. Nice. That I'm really uncomfortable because I don't know what it is and it was not good, whatever it was. The Aang in this movie kicks ass, though. Like in that How Do You Solve Problem Like Maria song. Like Dude. I was noticing, so it had actually a, a rhythm to the edit where hmm. they'd cut to a two shot. And so when they're describing the characteristics of Maria, uh, she's a devil, she's an angel, she's a child. Uh, in the two before that, so it would do a two shot and two different people would say something. Then it'd cut to a one shot of uh, one person saying one line, a one shot of another person saying one line, and then mm-hmm. a group mid-wide uh, that pulls back as the Mother Superior comes out. And it, it had like that very distinctive pacing. Uh, and also, okay, uh, I have a rant. So have you ever heard anyone uh, get really angry when a movie has like a conversation that takes place over a montage where like people are talking <gasps> and then they're like going between places no. and and then I get like, the opposite of mad. I love that. That's so no, fun. It fucking <laughs> if rocks. You do it right. <laughs> it's great. It's uh it's a great use of cinema. Uh, I have heard film nitpickers pick that thing apart. Ooh. Well, in the uh, I have confidence in me song, it struck me this watch. So mm, I yeah. absolutely love this watch. It struck c- took me completely by surprise. 
that entire song is done over a montage and the singing is continuous, whereas mm-hmm. the visuals aren't. And mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason why this movie actually works so well. It completely runs with the unreality, that, that disconnection mm-hmm. where, oh, people in real life don't just go out around and break into song. Yeah. So it heightens the filmic elements of just the extra natural within the world of Sound of Music. Yes. So that it I... feels more at home. Because uh, it would be a bit weird for someone to just be singing out the window on the bus, but if you mm-hmm. just cut to that, and it comes from the previous line when she's like walking down a street, it automatically, the editing itself and the way that the film is moving is telling you this isn't happening in a strict linear reality. Mm-hmm. I heard... I think when I was looking at a few things about the movie online, I saw that they were pointing that out also in the Do Re Mi song, I think. Yep. That that's also taking place over multiple yeah. different places and times. And it works. Uh, that one, that's yeah. probably my favorite so sequence good. in the movie, actually. Yeah, like the way that straight. it bounces around. And it's so visually appealing. Mm-hmm. Everything. When they're on their bikes. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so it's, good. And it's so fluffy. And it's one of the four points in the movie where they do this really cool effect that like it looks like the characters like burst into stardust Mm. like it's it gets that like twinkle eye lighting so the first time they're like running along the brook and it's all kind of like bloomed like the light and the color Mm -hmm. are bloomed out and that happens again right after the captain and maria dance and then it happens in the gazebo when they're doing uh somewhere in my youth or childhood (laughs) I must have done something good. I somehow picked up on all of those beats, even Mm at 2.7 speed, and enjoyed (laughs) them. Dang, that's incredible. It's great, and it's a a great film choice. Is it a testament to the film choice, or is it a testament to my ability to watch films? I forgot what cameras do and how (laughs) you would do that, because I want to do that all the time. Yeah, that's what I was curious. That's why I was was actually, I was mentioning, was making mention of those times to Hunter, in hopes that when we'd get to the podcast, it would be brought up and you would be able to explain to me how that was lit. Because, uh, so it's not the lighting, it's in the camera settings itself. Well, huh. They probably affected the lighting somewhat too. Hmm. Uh, the best I can I can gauge is it might have been like, it, it's somewhat overexposed and that's either uh, just, I guess. Aperture? That's the thing. I'm not entirely sure if they just hmm. used like, an actual faster film stock. Like it might've been mm. an effect using the, a different type of film stock that they were using, like mm-hmm. a, uh, a faster film stock that just absorbed a bit more light and had a different color thing. It might've been a lens difference. Uh, they might've had a specific lens and it might be a combination of these things. It's the kind of thing that Wes Anderson likes to do where it's like, you specifically notice that they have like changed something about the way that mm-hmm. something is filmed for like exactly a shot or two. Yeah. And I, I just, I love that stuff where it's just very obviously trying to let you know, this is a film and it's in, it's like, it's just, it's being obvious about its enhancements, I which is, cool. uh, I, it's a bit of a tangent. Fuck. I'm doing tangents now. <laughs> uh, I spent a good five hours today watching Agnes Varda short films and wow. Agnes Varda does that with documentary filmmaking, and it is just Ooh, the peach. That's so cool. It is so delightful. Uh, because all of her films are are feel a bit like documentaries. Even uh, she, she does a, a few like actual documentary things, mm-hmm. but she is like the quintessential, like very poetic filmmaker where it's it's 
it's very uh, self-aware of the medium and using it to its advantage to create just these intimate, just highly striking scenes. And she actually started as a photographer and apparently had very little like knowledge of film going into making her first few films. Mm. Hmm. Uh, and it really shows she she can frame a shot <laughs> so well. Like, oh my, so <sighs> good. When I'm an old lady, I'm gonna copy her haircut. <laughs> yeah, just copy you her must. everything. She was bomb. Yeah, uh, let's all just <sighs> agree to be Agnes Varda's. We'll just all be Agnes Varda. Okay. Like that episode of SpongeBob when everybody's Squidward. We'll all be <laughs> Agnes Varda. Okay, that sounds good. I wouldn't no. sell to you if you were the last Agnes Varda <laughs> on the planet. Whoa. Uh, okay, and, and then also we're gonna probably head out. Because thanks for listening. Yeah, <laughs> that's my best. Uh, that's my best outro. Wow. Thanks for listening. MovieOverloadPod.com's uh, got the links to all of our socials, even the ones that aren't very active. Yeah, and thanks oh, to our I patron to again, Silas. All of them. Hell yeah! And we're on YouTube, and we're on other things. And my name is is Ben Tartwick, and you've listened to a bunch of f- random fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and as we tend to say at the end of the thing. <gasps> Wait, uh, you did. Fuck. As we say at the end of the thing, because there's always a time in which there's a quote, and every single time the Is same there? person does it, and so, so they always know that they have that to look forward to. I wrote a few in my letterbox review, so I can just oh, steal one of those. Hooray! Uh, so, as we say at the end yeah. here, at every episode of the movie over the podcast, <gasps> there are so many things I think I should know, but I don't. She said that, and I was like, "Wow, me too." So profound. Wow, <laughs> not really. Well done. But it just it just you know, I'm just like, "Wow." It's not very indicative of the movie. Pod has been casted. Oh well. but it means things. Oh well, Thanks. I cheated. Man, I I, I imagine somehow us getting enough attention that somebody makes a letterbox <laughs> list of all of the movies and includes the quote that you use at the end. Yeah, gross. Oh, that's so cute. Why would anyone do oh, that? that that's suck. not even fun. Yeah, you could it do that though with the account that we have. We have a we have could, an account I'm for the podcast. Yeah. I'm too lazy. We yeah. do have a letterbox you, account you, for the podcast. I, I would actually like to rebut that. You are not too lazy for that. You have done more in-depth work on letterbox specifically than that. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Also, it would be really handy if the list was on our letterbox page so I could find it easier. Wouldn't wouldn't that that make sense? If I what now? If you put the list of the movies that we're covering on the podcast on the letterbox page. Oh, wait. No, I did pay for pro, so I guess I can't Uh, You can just clone it. Yeah, Yeah, I'll just clone it. it. Okay, yeah. I was like, I didn't want to make it all over again, but I guess I will just clone it. Because there is a link on our website that goes to the list. It just happens to be tied to my account. It's also the hidden... And also, I don't know if anyone uses our website to find it because I, we've, it's we, not. We, don't a, know. we tend to. I definitely it. have one time. See, it's a website because I'm too much of an old lady to work. The it's also like app. immediately in the top of my bio, so it's not that hard to Me find. Me too. And Hunter's bio, so like, really, when we're all thinking about it, maybe you're the only one oh, complaining. Well. No, I, I'm complaining. No. Okay, maybe you it's guys fine. are the it's only fine. ones complaining. It's fine. So, did you ever think about that? No, okay, no. I'm going to leave this Catch me outside. Now. How about that? Bye. Yo, yo, yo. Okay. See ya. Bye. Bye.